Welcome to this Sunday morning's message podcast from Kingdom Faith. We got uh, the, the children, the young people are going to be joining us in about uh, 25 minutes um, because we want to celebrate together as we break bread and celebrate and feast on the tremendous provision that Jesus is again. Woo! So if you're here for the first time and you don't get what communion is, it's absolutely fine. Communion is a gift. It's a gift like Jesus was a gift. And Jesus left his gift and he's explained kind of how we receive the gift and what we do with it. But what's been in, in my heart, and it was interesting, and Andrea didn't even know this, Andrea led a prayer meeting at nine o'clock and I think the first thing she said was something like, uh, God wants to take the veil of silence away, is that right? It was. So, and the message that God gave me on Friday was, I want to break the veil of silence. So I suspect there's some invisible person organising today. Whether you believe in him or not, uh, there is some invisible person, I think it's called God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's saying, right, today, in the lives of these wonderful people that are here today, which is you, as you weren't sure, uh, I have no idea why some of you are here, some of you are here for the first time, you're really welcome, some of you are here because someone's invited you here, some of you are here because someone's probably twisted your arm, it doesn't matter how you're here, you're here to hear this, and even if this is the only thing that you hear, Today is going to change your life. Uh, because God wants to lift the veil of silence that we might be trying to deal with and grapple with. And there's a particular way today in which God wants to help us to, to do that. Is that okay? So there are loads and loads of bits from the Bible that are going to come up on the screen. Andrea has translated them all from, from Bible to English to Dutch to English and whatever. But they're going to appear somehow. Or if you don't understand them, it's fine. I don't understand them all either. But God wants to break the veil of silence. If you follow the Bible reading plan, which we have in the church, I don't know where it is, but it's around somewhere. Um, One of the the Bible scriptures that we would have looked at in the last week comes really in in the history, and it's a real history, this is a real story, of when Jesus came back into the, 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 the city of Jerusalem. And it says in Luke 19, 38 to 40, it says this, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke these disciples. I tell you this, if they keep quiet, even the stones will cry out. What does that mean? What that means to me and what I want to communicate to you is, you might consider your life is just full of stones. It's rocky. It's hard. It's difficult to use the vernacular. It's like pushing concrete uphill. It might be that you're just trying to tread water. You're not very good at it. But let me tell you, when we let Jesus in, even the stones cry out, is Jesus. There is something about the presence of God that even creation begins to shout about it. And I love this story where the people who thought in a religious way said, oh, please tell your disciples, your followers, the people that know you the most. Have we got any disciples in the room today? A few of us. I see that hand. I see it. Tell your followers just to button it. Shush. Jesus said, well, you, you don't just get, you don't get a wham. Because I can tell them a shush, because if I did, they would. But even the donkey would start praising even the stones would start shouting. Because when you know who Jesus is, there is something inside of you that 
It just won't stay under stone. There is something inside of you that just won't stay like a brick. Hallelujah. And that helps to lift the veil of silence. The first thing to give us a different outlook, to give us a different hope, to give us a different spring in our step is to give your life to Jesus. Let Jesus come into the city of your life. Whatever that looks like, it might be hopeless, it might be helpless, it might be you just, you're just sick all the time. Maybe you just think you're sick all the time. Maybe you just wish you were, I have no idea, but let Jesus come into the city of your life. And a stone will shout, yeah, here's Jesus. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It may be that your city is just not very positive. It's not, oh, poor. Let Jesus come into the city of your heart. And every stone in there will sing, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Because Jesus changes stones to bread. Come on. Jesus can change stone to bread. He can change something that's been opposing you, opposing me, difficult, hard. He can change all the stuff. He can change that to something to sustain us. He will change stones to bread. He'll do it for you. He's done it for me. He did it for these two ex-homeless young men yesterday who came along at the beginning of Alpha, giving it this, giving it that. Well, you know, I've tried this and I've tried that and I've tried the other. Have you tried Jesus? No, I haven't. Give him a try. Boom! It suddenly spoilt them for the rest. I gave my life to Jesus. Oh, what, what difference does it make? I just feel clean. I just feel light. I just feel as if I've got value. But hang on a minute. Ten minutes ago, you were saying, mm, that now... Why? Because that stone got changed to bread. That's what Jesus wants to do for you. That's what he wants to do for me. Is to, is to change the stone into bread. Are you getting that? We're getting up towards when we're going to celebrate uh, Easter weekend. As Pastor Clive said, next, next Friday and Sunday are going to be stupendous times. They're going to be amazing. It may well be that you have a rubbish week, but let me tell you, within three days, Jesus can resurrect you. He's done it before, he'll do it again. Is that you might have a really, oh, don't do Mondays. Well, just wait until Friday, and then Friday's not a great day. Wait till the Sunday afterwards. It's a powerful day. I'm already excited about next Sunday. Maybe we haven't finished this one yet. Because I know. I am. I can't help it. For me, every day's a resurrection Sunday. It's like, come on. You can make every stone of Monday. Oh, I don't like Mondays. There's a song there. I don't like Mondays. But Jesus can change it into a bread day. I can feed you. I can provide for you. I can help you. I can love you. Well, you don't know who I work with. I know, but don't be a stone. Don't chuck stones. I've found that when people have a tough time, they tend to be tough with others. It says in Psalm 68, this, this comes from the, old, the older part of the Bible. This is such a reality. May God arise and his enemies are scattered. I believe that there is something that happens within your life and my life that when we stop looking at the enemies and we stop looking at the rocks and we stop looking at the hard places and we stop looking at the tough times and we just say, Jesus, something gets scattered. It just gets scattered. It just gets... How many of you have seen Star... I'm going to say Star Trek, but maybe not into that. It just gets nuked. It just gets, boom, phasered. It just gets put into a million particles. When you start to praise Jesus, for what reason? Because he is who he is. 
because he is who he says he is. May God arise. May his enemies be scattered. May his foes flee before him. Guess what? You might have loads of enemies, including you. Maybe that's just me. Sometimes I look at the mirror and I see someone poking fun at me, looking back, like, oh, you're not going to be good at it. Shut up. Get over yourself, is what I tell myself. Come on, Jesus is in my life. Jesus is my Lord. Stop looking at the enemies. Oh, well, you know, this is happening. Poor old me. If you've given your life to Jesus, you stopped being poor when you gave your life to Jesus. The Bible says you became rich in every way. And they're like, come on, Jesus has done something in my life. He's permanent. He's not temporary. He's, the Bible says eternal. So enemies flee. Stuff that is just against me begins to melt like wax before the fire. The fire of what? <laughs> Different things. We haven't got time to talk about all of them. But one of them is God's passion is like a fire. Now, I don't know. Connie will be out of tell you, so ask him later. There must be a temperature where rock just melts. You see it in volcanoes. You see it in lava. Well, let me just suggest to you that whatever rock that you're facing, whatever rock that's pushing against you, the fire of Jesus will melt it if you let it out. I think God wants you and me to be like a volcano. But we're not splurging out death and fear and worry. We're splurging out blessing and faith and health and life. Something needs to explode out of our lives so that the enemies are scattered. Debt is demolished. Sickness is defeated. Death has been vanquished. Helplessness has been made helpless. Hopelessness has been made hopeless. Come on! Do we have any people that believe in Jesus in the room, apart from me? Come on, me and Andy. Yeah, we'll have them. Hallelujah. Because I haven't spoken for ages, so all this stuff's been running around inside of me for a little while. As wax melts before the fire. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. I love the rejoice before God. When you give your life to Jesus, the Bible says he makes you right. Which is where that word righteous comes from. There is nobody right in the entire world other than God. This is part of the conversation with some of these young lads. You know, they've been living rough and they've been into drugs and they've been into this, that and the other. And at the end of the day, they just thought what they had was right. It's all we deserve. We deserve this. The way we've lived and what we've done. How many of you know that they were wrong? Because when they started to realise that Jesus is right and Jesus is for them, and they just put their faith in him being right, suddenly their life was changed forever. And just, I mean, Linda's not here because he was, just yesterday for about 25, 30 minutes, just as we were just doing what we were just been doing here, we were just celebrating Jesus. And one by one, these people just came and said, I want this Jesus for myself. And then another one. And then it's, oh, I knew Jesus ages ago, but I've not really walked with him. I, I want to walk back with him. And they started to come back to Jesus one by one by one by one. And there are people that have known God for years that just felt like I'm just in such a stony, rocky place. 
and where's God? And it just ain't working how I thought it was working. And it's just terrible. And suddenly they just focused on Jesus again. And suddenly the enemies began to be scattered. The doubt and the unbelief and the fear. And some of these people that received the Holy Spirit have been Christians for years. Because there's a difference between knowing the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And these guys came weary, worn out. You could see the lines of life across their face and across their heart and out of their conversation. And as they just began to rejoice, the veil of silence just began to be shattered and it was seen for what it was, which was an illusion. It's a myth. It's an unreality. Uh, Even the stones will shout, Jesus is Lord. Even the stones will shout, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Sing to God, sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. I love the reality that we don't have to worship Jesus in front of the telly. We worship Jesus in front of Jesus. We don't have to worship Jesus in front of people on a Sunday because it looks right. No, we worship Jesus in front of Jesus. That is phenomenal. The God of the entire universe who made everything and everything was made for him and by him will say, come, come to me. The God who knows all of our mistakes, all of our inadequacies, all of our failures, even before we've made them, he knows them. That is amazing. And yet he still says, I love you. And as Andrew was reminding us, when I put my faith in that, when I put my confidence in, not in the enemy, the enemy is saying, oh, this, that and the other. No, we live too much with our faith in our enemies. No, no, no. God is saying, look at me. Break the veil of silence, the heaviness, that worry, those concerns. I wrote a few things down just as we were praying this morning. Oppression is a veil of silence. Nobody gets me, nobody understands me. Yeah, they do. God does. He made you. He can give you a renewed mind. He can bring you a lightness into your mind that might just be struggling with it. Oppression, depression. Oh, just, I just didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. Well, t- let me tell you, neither do I sometimes, to be honest with you. In fact, last week I couldn't. And uh, it's not very often that I spend two consecutive days in bed. So it, was slight, a slight, kind of, it might have been a move of God. I have no idea. I wasn't moving at all. But inside of me, stuff was happening. It's like, oh, hello. Thank you, Jesus. It's not, it's not a sign. It's fine. It's just the water falling over. Sickness and infirmity can be a veil. Well, I don't talk about it. Well, yeah, let's tell Jesus about it. Tiredness. That came up this morning. Maybe we're just feeling tired. Well, tiredness is a silence thing. Oh, yeah, I can't do this or I can't do that or I'm not able to do this. No, tiredness is a veil. What's to keep us down and keep us isolated? Shame and guilt, if only. Over-familiarity came out this morning as well. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm part of church and I just turn up and do what I need to do and no more and no less. And that's a silence that comes with that. There's a silence that comes with that. Because like, like Andrew was, again, Andrew, you're on it today. Like Andrew was mentioning, we grow. Grow helps you and me find our potential and then move in our potential. Part of the Bible school, which I have a joy of being part of, is, is such a laugh. It's one of the things which I hate, all right? This is my own personal hate, so I'm sharing a secret with you. Don't tell everybody. 
is it gets to August when we graduate all the students, and we have about 40 this year, and somebody comes up to me, and they say something like, so-and-so, so-and-so, I had a great time, and I have great potential. I hate that. Because God didn't make you or me to live with great potential. He made us to live out of it. He didn't make you or me just to carry, I, I, I could do, I could do. No, no, he made us to do. So I, I have issues when people say, oh, you've got great potential. I don't want to keep it as a veil in my life. I want to live out of it. And I believe God wants you to live out of your potential. Not just know you have one, but to live out of it. Is this making any sense? Some of you are nodding, you've fallen asleep. Andy, mate, I'm glad you're... Ken, nice to see you. Smiley boy. So here's a few things, because the kids are going to be back in nine minutes. This is what praise can do. How many of you know what selfies are? How many of you take selfies? How many of you are glad that you don't? Okay. Can I just put it this way? If we're not praising God, we're taking a selfie. We're just looking at, who's looking at us? Us. So part of praising Jesus turns the camera around the right way. It's not looking at me or what I can't or haven't or shouldn't. It's about looking at him. Praise gets our focus off ourselves and back onto God. Life is not about us. It's actually about Jesus and it's about others. Psalm 150 verse 2 says this, Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Psalm 35 28 says, And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all day long. That's pretty instructive, but also pretty challenging. I don't know what's been coming out of your tongue since you woke up this morning. Maybe it took you an hour to unstick your tongue from the top of your mouth. I have no idea. But all I know is, is that Jesus positions himself so he is always worthy of praise from the moment that we're conscious. Or we can just take a selfie. (laughs) So praise, I believe, helps us to focus. Maybe you don't even know Jesus. I have no idea. But at the moment, you are right in his focus. There's about 60, 65 people in the room, and yet his amazing love, his incredible, indestructible love is directed just at you right now. Even though there's loads of us in the room. He loves you. He loves you completely, entirely and utterly. When we begin to reflect on, hey, Jesus loves me, that's amazing, a veil gets taken away. It might be the veil that nobody ever loved me. Don't know. The next one is that praise brings us to a place of humility. We begin to remind ourselves, actually, as a Christian, my whole life comes from God. My life is not my own. It was bought with a price. And we'll be celebrating that next week. But it's true this week. Psalm 95 says, Let's come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. 
Isabel saying amen. It positions God in the right place. He is everything and it doesn't matter that I'm nothing. And again, one of the stories that we had in our group time at Alpha yesterday, somebody was saying to me, okay, this, these gifts of the Holy Spirit, I get them all, but, but kind of how, do you, how do you receive them and how do you operate them? And I said, it's really, really easy. When they come to Jesus, you come as zero. When you leave Jesus, you leave as a hero. The Holy Spirit makes me look clever. And actually, I know that I'm not. The Holy Spirit makes us look as if we know everything. But actually, we don't know anything at all. It's who you know, not what you know. And when it came to the response time, they were the first one up. That's like, so excited, so God speaks to you. Yeah. God wants to give Yeah. So when I read my Bible, it's not like, it's like, yeah. The Holy Spirit does all of that. Really? Yes, really. Then I want it. Then I want it. So this veil of ignorance, this veil of just not knowing that Jesus wants you to be happy. Jesus wants you to be victorious. Jesus wants you to be the head and not the tail. He wants you to be at the top and not the bottom. He wants you to overcome. How many of you know that when he wants you to overcome, you have to have something to overcome, to overcome? Have you got that? Has anybody got that? Philip knows what I'm talking about. Is that one of me or two of me? That's another joke. Um, Jesus wants you to know the best part of God. So humility comes when we put God in the right place. As we mentioned, praise makes our enemies flee. It pushes back and things that are surrounding us and trying to restrict us and limit us. God is released through our praise. There's a, there's a really famous story we're going to cut halfway through. I apologise for that in 2 Chronicles 20. It says, as they began to sing and praise the Lord, praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab at Mount Zion, who were invading Judah. Interesting, that word Judah means praise. Sometimes, even as a Christian, things want to invade your praise. It wants to just take the edge off, take the reason off. It just wants to dull you. It just wants to veil you. Well, let me tell you, you can ambush those things. Why? By taking the initiative. I'm going to praise Jesus anyway. I'm going to praise him anyway. My life might be falling into bits. My family might be falling into bits, whatever. But Jesus is still Jesus. He is still the same yesterday, today and forever. And as we begin to praise him, he sets an ambush around those enemies. Hallelujah. Not only are they, they ambushed, it says, and they were defeated. I love this whole thing. I use it a lot. I'm going to use it again, so forgive me. Is that the Bible says your enemy has been defeated. Which means if you stand up, you can do more than he can because he has no feet. You need to remember that. Because we don't walk in our victory from a sitting position. That's our position of victory because of what Jesus has done. We walk in victory when we stand up. You don't get victory when you stand up. You go from victory when you stand up. Come on. Some of you are nodding. Some of you just need to keep nodding. Because in your head you get it, but in your, in your life you're not getting it. We sit down in the grace of God. God, you are everything. You've done it all. Hallelujah. And when I stand up, I'm going to carry it with me. And as soon as you stand up, you've done more than the enemy can because he is defeated. It's a good one. Thank you for that. 
But I saw some of you raising your hands in the praise and worship. You've done more than he can do because he is disarmed. That's even better. That one is amazing. You'll remember that one forever. My wife is smirking because I always use it. But it helps you to understand that when you just stand up and say enough is enough. Jesus, you're awesome. Jesus, you're wonderful. Jesus, you are incredible. Jesus, I don't care what's going on. You are who you are. As soon as you stand up on the inside, your enemy scatters. As soon as you say, God, man, you're everything that I need. You're everything I desire. You're every, I'm giving everything back to you. As soon as you do that, you've already done more than your enemies can do because they are defeated and disarmed. I hear the patter of tiny feet. I thought it was more of my grandchildren than I love them. Praise leaves no room for complaining or negativity. Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> I want to cover this one. I want to cover this one, don't we? You can live in a room with whoever you allow in the room. You can live in that room. Fear, anxiety, negativity. You can live in all those rooms. But as soon as you let Jesus come out, they have to leave the room. Come on! I love that. Praise leaves no room for complaining and negativity. Sometimes, even within our prayers, we can moany groany. How many of you have heard that? We're kind of praying, but we're moaning as well. Man, I've heard me do that sometimes. I've heard some of you do that sometimes. Like, oh, just get over yourself. Because when I pray, I expect God to answer, not you. I'm not going to moan about God. He never moans about me. God knows our hearts. He cares about them. He's concerned about them. It's interesting how we sang this song. Psalm 103, 2 and 4 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hello, you lovelies. Great, we have got some incredible people. Let's welcome these guys back in. Come on, guys. Good to see you. They're amazing. Look at them. Keep clapping because there's there's loads of them. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hello. Hey, this one's got a beard and everything. That's amazing. You must be J247. Senior, seniors. You guys are right. You've had a good time. Emma, what have you got, mate? Penguin? Who's got a penguin? Has it got happy feet? Lily, that's incredible. It looks just like your dad, that one. That's amazing. Is it happy feet? You guys that have just come back in, have you had a good time? Has it been all right? Yeah. Been all right. Nice one. What we're going to do in these next few minutes, and, and we're going to need to help the grown-ups do this, right? Because sometimes they're not so good at this. Is we're just going to spend a couple of minutes giving thanks to God. Now, I know for some of you, you might be sitting there thinking, well, I don't even know who God is. I don't even care who God is. That might be what you're thinking, and that's, that's fine. It's your thinking. It's not mine, it's yours. Can I just encourage you just to accept the possibility that you're wrong? <laughs> just, just for this moment. Just accept the possibility that maybe you're wrong. If you can't accept that, and you might not be, just accept this instead then. That actually, God loves you. And he knows you. And he still loves you. 
Let's all stand up, shall we? Because I believe God wants to lift some veils. And we're going to break bread and we're going to share the cup in a moment. Again, when we do that, when this was first done a couple of thousand years ago, the setting of this on one level was this was going to be the greatest defeat that a leader had ever experienced. They'd been in obscurity for 30 years. Then they'd been in the public realm for three and a half years. And on one, one level, they were about to be convicted of something that they never did. They were about to be condemned for something that they never were. And they were about to be crucified in a way that they should never have been crucified. And yet in this reality, as a Christian, I realised that he didn't do any of that for him. He did all of that for me. And the Bible says that it was on the night that he was going to be betrayed. Jesus also said, I've been so looking forward to this meal. I've been longing for this moment. I've been so looking forward to this time. And we have this paradox where on one level it was going to be a night of utter betrayal. But at the same time, it was going to be a night of utter victory and breakthrough. Now, as a Christian, I know that this was a, this was a, a meal of victory. Before I was a Christian, it didn't mean anything to me. It's just a waste of time. And it may be that that's what you think it is. But let me tell you, my friend, you're going to experience God in the next few minutes, whether you know God or not. Because one of the last things that I was going to look at, and we haven't got time, is that when Christians praise God, God lives in the praise. The Bible uses this word in habits. And again, yesterday, I keep referring to yesterday, but it's, it's, it's a real example. It's these younger people and these older people, and these people that didn't know God and these people that just believed in every philosophy under the sun and they tried everything and they've been into everything. When the presence of God began to touch their life, they had to acknowledge that God was real. Even if they didn't get it. And after a while, God just began to speak to their hearts. Get to know me. If you, if you want to, you can lift your hands. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And whether you're standing or sitting, arms up or arms down, just begin to thank God that he is for you, he's not against you, that he is worthy. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Sometimes we have to tell ourselves, if you've just come in, if you enjoy 24-7, if you're part of United, you can do this as well. Just talk to God, just talk to Jesus. Just thank him you've had a great time with your teachers. Thank him you've had a great time out in class. Thank him that you just spent some great time making crosses and penguins. Just thank him right now. Just thank him. Now, Thanksgiving has a sound to it. Let's break the veil of silence. Let's just give thanks with a whole heart expression behind it. If you know God, thank, thank him that you know him. If you don't know him, just, just thank him. Okay, I, you might be real. You might be true. I don't know. I'm hearing all about it. I've heard all about it and something's kind of in the room. I just thank you that, okay, you still love me. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. 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 And if you really want to, you can move from thanksgiving to just praising him. Just declaring who he is and what he's done and oh, what is possi- what's possible. Hallelujah. That he's great. He's mighty. He's awesome. Oh, he's faithful. He's kind. Oh, come on, soul. Bless God. Oh, we're going to enter the gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. Praise makes room for God's blessing in our lives. God wants to increase the blessing over our lives. He must increase, we must decrease. Hallelujah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Father, I want to thank you. I want to praise you. I go to delight in you. I rejoice in you. Oh, yeah, you're awesome. You're wonderful. You're amazing. Oh, I thank you that you love me. You're for me. I thank you that you bless me. I thank you that you filled me. I thank you that you lead me. Hallelujah. I thank you that you give to me. Oh, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Praise your name. 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 I don't know about you, but during the service time a little bit earlier, when we were doing the, um, the first offering, we were just... Again, just singing that, really the scripture that I've just read, bless the Lord, O my soul. I, I don't know about you, but I, I just really was aware of God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And we're, we're going to break bread and we're going to share that as families. All right. So where we are, we, we are all one family, but we're also going to do that within our families. But I, I believe God wants to release, as we take the bread and the cup, he wants to release... More blessing. Now, I know theologically, so don't come up to me after and say, we are already blessed. I, I know that. But he wants the reality of that to be more our reality. Yes. All right, We are blessed. We can't be any more loved than we are right now, but we want to live in that love more. We can't be any more blessed than we are now, but he wants us to live in that blessing more now. Does that make sense? So, Father, I want to thank you that on the night that you were going to be betrayed with all your friends and in the face of all your enemies, you let God arise. And you said, this is my body, which is given for you. Now, there's something very personal about the you right now. Whether you know God or not, he still gave himself for you. Whether you even believe in God or not, he still gave his life for you, which I think is pretty powerful. He took the body and... and said, this is my body given for you. And then after supper, which was a custom, but he just changed the custom a little bit. He said, and this is the cup of a new promise, a new covenant, a new agreement between God and between you. He said, in his blood is healing. In his blood is forgiveness. I call this liquid mercy. I don't care what, whether it's grape juice or wine or whatever. For me, it represents liquid mercy. This is the virtue of God that it doesn't give me what I deserve. It covers all my inadequacies and actually removes them. It, 
But also the Bible says there's life in the blood. And as we share right now in this attitude of we're lifting the veil, receive your healing. It's a right, not that you've earned, but that Jesus has. It's a right to receive healing right now. If you want to give your life to Jesus, it's a right earned by God that you can know Jesus personally and know that if you were to walk out of this building now and drop dead, you would go to heaven. You would know that. God wants you to know that. He loves you. It may be that you just want to find out more about God, in which case, great, come and speak to me or to Andrew or either the guys, Toby or Lenny, that were on the stage. We would love to talk to you more about Jesus. But after a cup, we took the cup and said, this is my blood and the new covenant. This is a new agreement between you and me. Drink it. And when you drink it, remember me. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes just a moment. Those will go dark, but we're not afraid of the dark. Father, I want to thank you right now for your healing power at work. Every virtue, every value, everything that you have done for us already on the cross, we step into receiving that in a fresh way right now. We focus on you, Jesus. We are going to praise you in these next few moments and our enemies will be scattered. Things that have hindered, pestered, frustrated, intimidated, lied, cheated, stolen. All these things, not people, but things that have tried to make us walk through mud. God, we're going to arise above those. There is no defeat in Christ. Only victory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com.